Hello there. Welcome to this episode of Force Ghost Conversations. This is your host, Anthony King, and this week, along with special guest Christina, aka GnoCJ, on Twitter and Instagram, we have a full discussion about Anakin Skywalker. Before we get started, I'm inviting you to support Force Ghost Conversations on Patreon. If you're a fan of the podcast and would like to consider pledging your support, there'll be a link in the episode description for you to check out the various tiers offered. Also, please be sure to check out our T Public store to buy some Force Ghost Conversations merchandise. And without further ado, it's time to gather around the campfire for some Force Ghost Conversations. All right, everybody, welcome back to Forest Ghost Conversations. I'm so thrilled for you to hear this wonderful conversation between Christina and myself about the Chosen One, the climactic character of the entire Skywalker saga. Yes, Anakin Skywalker himself. Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, the multitudes of this character are all discussed in this episode. So you want to stay tuned for that. Before we get into that conversation, of course, we have some Cloud City gossip to go through this week. And it wasn't a... Huge news week for Lucasfilm, Star Wars, the galaxy far, far away. But Indiana Jones certainly was front and center with the reveal of Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, the new game that will be coming out at some point in 2024 from Bethesda Studios. And it is just wonderful. I mean, that trailer, the gameplay reveal, typically we would do a full reaction conversation about that trailer on this podcast but it's like almost four minutes long of direct gameplay so i of course want you all just to watch it yourselves it's available on our social media channels naturally so go check out that video where you can find it because it is it is really great and obviously i don't want you all to listen to me ranting for four minutes about uh about that uh video here so i think it's for the best that you all just go to our social media channels and you can view it yourself because it is epic it has everything that you would want out of an indiana jones story and it's supposed to take place in between raiders of the lost ark and the last crusade so generally between that 1937 time frame is where i'd gander that this story takes place at, and it's got a little bit of everything you see in some of the africa Corps, some nazis um and indeed kicking butt against those against those characters right and uh, a lot of great stuff is going to be coming out with this game over the over the next couple of months i imagine and when it does come out because i have an xbox and this is an xbox exclusive aside from the pc i'm going to be playing it in great length and detail and of course we'll be talking about it here on forest ghost conversations i will say this watching that video did give me the the kick that i need to start playing jedi survivor again and to and to tackle that game a bit more uh and and to keep pushing forward with it so we will be talking about that game at some point in the future too so bear with me on that we got a lot more star wars gaming content coming very soon on the podcast so that is all that i had for this week in the star wars in Lucasfilm news realm on the other side of this very short break we'll be back with our conversation with Christina about Anakin Skywalker stay tuned all right everybody welcome back to Forest Ghost Conversations and did you think we were done talking about Ahsoka no we were not done at all like 
we have so much more to talk about, about Ahsoka and the inner workings of that series, but also on a more grand scale. We're going to here to talk about one of the main characters, in my opinion, of Ahsoka, but also one of the main characters of Star Wars itself. Maybe just the Skywalker saga, but come on, it's all of Star Wars when you break it down to the brass tacks. We're here to have a deep dive discussion into all things Anakin Skywalker. Yes, the Chosen One is finally getting discussed at great length here on Forest Ghost Conversations. And I'm so thrilled to welcome to the podcast, first time guest. You may know her from Twitter and Instagram as GanoCJ, but I'm here to welcome Christina. Christina, welcome to Forest Ghost Conversations. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I mean, any chance to talk about Anakin Skywalker, I'm here for it. That's right. That's right. I mean, he's the chosen one for a reason, and he's just infiltrated the hearts and uh, and, and minds of Star Wars fans across the across the known galaxy, let's just say. And uh, for for so long, he's been such a main pivotal character, and uh, I'm thrilled to have you on the show to to talk about that character. Before we get into all that, I really want to begin our conversation a bit more broadly, actually. Um, I'd like to hear about your journey with Star Wars. Um, and so how did you become a fan of the galaxy far, far away? So I started off a little bit later than from what I've heard of others. So a lot of mm -hmm. people I know, they grew up with Star Wars. So they've been watching it since they were kids and their families brought them up watching Star Wars. Right. For me, it started with um, Disney. Because mm. I was a Disney store cast member, oh. and I actually became a cast member when The Force Awakens came out. So wow. my first experience with Disney and Star Wars was with The Force Awakens, because I joined that holiday season. So all the merchandise was coming out for Force Awakens with Rey costumes, Kylo costumes, BB-8 droids, and it just intrigued me so much. So I went on a little binge saw episodes <laughs> saw episodes one through six in three days wow and i became hooked and throughout i watched clone wars rebels reading books and leading up to everything and then my first official movie i saw in theaters for star wars was rogue one so mm. then Great i've one to been... see in a theater i'll tell you that <laughs> oh yes it was so good and then it just got me hooked on for more and then saw last jedi solo rise of skywalker as well it oh, came wow. to the point i became so in depth with star wars that i was the cast member everybody went to for star wars <laughs> stuff it's like they have a question and they're like oh christina knows the answer and i'm like oh i'll do my best and then three hours later we're still talking about it that's wonderful that's amazing yeah so it all started with because i grew up with disney because of that it gave me mm -hmm. my love for star wars and it's still strong to this day, even That's... after I've not been with the company since. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it has it has stuck with you all this time. Yeah, oh, it, yes. that's that's an amazing origin story for Star Wars. I mean, I always like to hear people's entry points into the galaxy far, far away, and that's just such a wonderful time to get into this franchise. Like, what a time! I will say, it certainly was a time of great optimism for oh, yes. for all of star wars right the force awakens i don't think anybody at that time had a bone of hatred for that movie in their oh, body yes. and like everyone was just celebrating 
everything when it came to Star Wars. Like, I'm sure you remember the days in the store of like everything, every action figure coming out and every, uh, uh, C and not, not C, but BB eight, like, uh, oh, yeah. the, the, when they would release like the plushes and have them in like the mountain of plushes at the, the old Disney stores. Um, that's it, just such a wonderful time. And that's so cool to hear that, like, you know, anybody can hop in to the star Wars fandom at any time, you know, just because you maybe didn't grow up with it or if you're, you know, 99 years old, making a wish. And, uh, you know, you decide that you're going to put in, uh, you're popping on Disney plus and you're like, what's this, the Phantom menace. Let's try this out. Anybody can do that at any time. And it's so cool that, you know, that just shows that these stories are timeless and they have a far wide and reaching, um, net that they cast that there's something in it for everybody which is so cool that we are able to just celebrate what we like about uh, star wars and, and the variety of different things that it offers so that's really cool thanks for sharing <laughs> absolutely and also one of the best things is getting to like see the guests after they would like come back from seeing the movies or actually from we sold mandalorian merch so people would come mm. in and we would just talk about like what we loved about the shows and there was never any negativity really for right. anything for star wars so and it was people of all ages it was grown adults it was younger kids and one of my core memories from the store was having a lightsaber fight with a young boy and i purposely would let him win and ooh, he had the biggest ooh. smile on his face though that's it's a catch just point like, too there yeah like oh yeah i don't know if i could have let him win <laughs> personally well like, it was this is my time to shine <laughs> it was interesting though because he had the kylo saber and i had the vader saber so it was ooh. like the masters of the sith so ooh, that's a good one that's a good one a lot of great memories from that i'm glad that uh, you're able to carry those with you that's a good time that's a good Definitely. time so Definitely. we're here to, tonight to geek out about the character of anakin skywalker and you know like i said a little bit earlier i would argue that he is the main character of the skywalker saga at large what has been your connection to this character as your mate as you made your way through the Star Wars universe? It's interesting though, because when I first started watching Star Wars, people would ask me like, "Who's your favorite character?" And I really didn't have one at time. If I had to pick one, it was Vader. Mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> but then, great. once I then got deeper into the prequels, so Phantom mm -hmm. Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, those became like my favorites. So right. I am happy to say I am a prequel squirrel. And then with Anakin, seeing the lot that he went through, considering that he was a young child on Tatooine as a slave with his mother, mm. yeah, to see him wanting more, wanting a lot more, not only just for him, but for his mother too. Like yeah. that was one thing that got me was that he was wanting to make sure she got freed as well. Mm. And it just broke my heart a little being like no she's like no i can't stay i can't go with you and he's like no, no no but then also seeing him grow in attack of the clones becoming a jedi padawan and then revenge of the sith becoming the powerful jedi he is just mm. seeing his growth and considering where he came from is a little bit inspiring in a way because we all have that idea we're all like oh i want something bigger and better oh i want something more yeah. And if you think age-wise, and he was, Anakin was like quite young too when he became Darth Vader and oh, yeah. this powerful <laughs> Jedi. So it's like, ah, perseverance. If he could do that, I can too. That's but right. I, it's, that's, yeah. It's his perseverance that got me. And that's what partial the reason that he like, gave, like came back to me as like my favorite character 
because mm -hmm. if anybody asks me now, I full gusto, full joy say my favorite character is Anakin. And mm. that's part of the reason. Plus also weirdly, it's like I relate to him in a bit of a way. So yeah. it's in it's like weirdly you could connect with a lot of these characters in Star Wars. And Anakin is no exception. Like you can connect to him in certain parts. Yes, the killing younglings, that's not one part, but <laughs> as but as time goes on, you then see more and especially exploring it more in Clone Wars as well. That mm -hmm. also helped a bit more understanding with Anakin with that too. So but he was the one that like tugged my heartstrings more. Mm -hmm. And I just like became more fixated with Anakin. And that's learning more about with him and then seeing him grow progress between all the stuff we see him in it's just so it's nice refreshing and then you know it's like relatable so that's mm -hmm. the reason i connect with him a lot more so. right right i yeah. i heard i totally agree with you on that front like i think people forget often that he's only 22 when he turns to the dark side and becomes vader like yeah. that's that's I've... pretty young <laughs> <laughs> that is young and also he was a very slave at a, like a young age too since he was young yeah. but then also you gotta think with also he had a lot on his shoulders too like he witnessed his mother dying in his oh arms gosh, yeah. he also was trying his best to save padme the love is of his life so it's like a lot on his shoulders when he was like that young also being a powerful jedi and trying to follow the jedi yeah. way too but honestly would we would probably do the same if we were in anakin's position like we have this power are we are seeing that a possible loved one may be in danger we want to do what we can to try to save them and that's one thing mm -hmm. anakin was trying to do he was trying to save padme from dying in childbirth and i would do that if it was my significant other in yeah that i think situation. a lot of people would do that same choice too whether push came to shove right like yeah <laughs> I think too, like you're, you're so right. Like the, this guy's got so much on his shoulders from a young age and a lot of trauma too, from, you know, being a slave. Like we're not told that entire story yet of like him being nine years old and what he went through his entire life up to that point. And then to be told you're the chosen one too, uh, like, you know, you go from these humble, very humble beginnings and then you're automatically told like, you're going to bring balance to the force and like have all these big expectations kind of put on you. And oh, then yeah. as you get old, there's the people that are like i don't know if i can trust you 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 have too much power you're like you're literally just being in front of this council of people that are supposed to be wise and sage people and they're like i don't trust him this guy <laughs> this kid's too old to be trained he's too dangerous and all this like, i'm just a little kid i haven't done anything yet <laughs> yeah and also to have like half the council be on your side because even like if you think about it obi-wan never really believed yeah. in him Either. He was a reluctant, he, reluctant he was, participant. Obi-Wan <laughs> was like saying, oh, I don't think he's going to do it. But that's one reason Qui-Gon was so good as well in Phantom Menace, because he had the faith in Anakin, where yeah. nobody else really did. And they all relied on Qui-Gon's trust to be like, okay, we're going to see if this is true, if he is the chosen one, if the prophecy yeah. is going to be fulfilled with Anakin doing this training and bringing balance to the Force. So. Mm -hmm. And he was so, so that's patient a lot of pressure, too. Yeah. <laughs> Qui-Gon was so patient with Anakin in a way that Obi-Wan never was, either. Like, they just kept butting heads. And again, it's just this reluctant... Like, he, it was only because it was a death wish of his master that he would train him. Like, I don't think he would have if he if Qui-Gon didn't utter that phrase just as he's about to pass, right? Like, yeah. uh, it's... 
and it's hard. It's hard. You just got uprooted from everything that you knew and loved. And, you know, you ha- you know, you have this mother out there and then you start having dreams about her. And then you start having dreams about your wife too. Later on, you just went through the entirety of the clone wars plus losing Ahsoka at the yeah. same time frame too, pretty much. It's, it's a lot on a guy by the time you're 22. <laughs> oh yeah. That is like a lot of trauma, a lot to put on his shoulders. And yes, he got to be able to see Ahsoka before going into with like the whole part of Revenge of the Sith. So it's like he was able to see her one last time too. And oh, and Obi-Wan as well before when they split off. But still, it's like, it's very, if you think about it, it's very depressing on like how little time he had really left with everybody before falling under Palpatine's manipulation yeah. and then falling to the dark side. Oh, and that manipulation is so juicy. <laughs> so <God>. good. <laughs> No, I got a I got a quick question for you here, and this maybe maybe it's not a quick question, but in your opinion, do you think that Anakin and Vader are the same person, or are they two different people in your mind? It's that's kind of an interesting question because I take it both ways. Like I think yes, they are the mm-hmm. same person. Okay. Just like just two different personas. So it's like oh, okay. one physical body, but yeah, you have Anakin and then you have Vader. Because mm-hmm. in Revenge of the Sith, it always tends to go back and forth between that is Vader, but there is a hint of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Main one was when he was fully suited up, the first thing he asked was about Padme. Yeah, that was Padme? not Vader talking, that was Anakin mm. talking. That's right. So, yeah, that's a good point. I never even thought about that one. <laughs> every time I rewatch it, it's like I see that scene and I'm like, okay, that is definitely Anakin talking. Because like, if it was Vader mm-hmm. first talking once that suit got put on, nothing like everything in the past of Anakin's past would have been forgotten. But the mm-hmm. fact that the first thing asked was, "How's Padme? Is she all right?" That is not Vader talking, mm. unless Vader somehow knew about with Padme, but who knows. I mean, Vader, I mean, like in the, I'm sure you probably read some books and some comics in this post time, but he's like, he calls it the Jedi, right? He like, he like puts him into like a corner in the back of the mind and like boxes it up. And it's like, that's it back there. And, uh, you know, we'll see it in other times too, right? I think that him saying Ahsoka in the Rebels season two finale is also there. And then maybe a little bit there with that Obi-Wan finale too, when he's explaining like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and he's basically absolving Obi-Wan of his sins. Like, I think there's some bits of Anakin that pop in through there until, you know, Re- return of the Jedi. Um, but it's just, it's fascinating too. I also think of that scene in revenge of the Sith where on Mustafar, just before Obi-Wan gets there and he's kind of just like, it's that single tear rolling down his cheek. And I'm like, Oh, that's Anakin. He's, he's struggling with what he just did there. <laughs> yes. I think the same thing too. Cause when you see that, I'm like, okay, that's not Vader. That's Anakin. He's like, what? It's like literally him repeating. What have I done after like in yeah. the chancellor's office when Mace has <laughs> gone out, <laughs> Yeah, what when, have I done? Go, that's when right. Anakin goes, what have I done? That's kind of like another nod to be like, what have I done? And you just oh, see the tear roll. It's too down. late now. And then he goes all in. Yep. He's like, I oh, must, yeah. I must give in. Oh yes. Uh, and then it's like that that deception was there, right? That entire time. Like it's it, it's something that I think about where Palpatine is like, you know, come with me and be the one to say like we'll figure out how to I'll I'll give you the knowledge to how to save Padme. And then as soon as he does it, he she chops off Mace's hand. Um and then Palpatine does the rest. 
He's like, yeah. uh, to cheat death is a power only one has done, but I think together we can figure it out. Like he's already, <laughs> he's, he, he played the trap already. He doesn't know a thing about how to save Padme or if he does, he's not telling Anakin how to do that. Like he's got him hook, line and sinker. <laughs> In reality, I think there was really no way. It was just Palpatine's way to definitely get Anakin on his side in order to fully corrupt him and fully make him fall to the dark side. Mm -hmm. I believe mm -hmm. there was really no way, but with the force nowadays, who knows? I mean, that's true. I mean, like, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think there's a world where even if he did, I don't think like he can control Anakin so much more without Padme there interfering. Like he would have these other attachments there. So I don't think in a world Palpatine lets her exist, even if she survives giving birth and all that stuff. Like those are threats potentially to, to his empire, which is all he cares about. He doesn't care about Anakin at the end of the day. He did what yeah. he needed to in order to get him under, under his thumb and to be his new apprentice. Uh, so it's just unfortunate that all these characters were pawns in a big, big chess game that Palpatine was playing for many years. <laughs> mm -hmm. You could say that again. Now here's another question. And this is one that, uh, it gets me going all the time. Do you ever watch Revenge of the Sith hoping that maybe this time you watch it, there's a different outcome? Like, <laughs> do you ever just like have like that glimmer of hope in your heart that's like, maybe he doesn't turn to the dark side this time? Because I oh, think I all, suffer from that. <laughs> all the time. It's just so funny because as meant, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars film. Mm -hmm. And every yep. single time I rewatch it, it is that little bit of hope. I'm like, maybe he's not going to turn. Maybe everything's <laughs> going to be all right. The ending is, is not Darth edition. Vader. <laughs> <laughs> the ending is not Darth Vader. It's Anakin and Padme on Naboo raising Luke and Leia. And it's like, ah. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, I know. It's like it that just, what if. if. It's like I wish. Yeah, exactly. If they could do a Star Wars what if, that'd be my top one right there. What if Revenge of the Sith ended happy? Yes. <laughs> That's the, um, I think that's the key one. It's like, what if Anakin never fell to the dark side and Vader never existed? Then all would be well in the galaxy. All would be well. It wouldn't be Star Wars. It would just be Star Peace. <laughs> <laughs> there would be a lot of a lot of unnecessary death that avoided in the galaxy. Oh, yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, you know, in my opinion, Hayden Christensen is Anakin Skywalker, full stop. Uh, what do you think about his performances in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith that really stand out for you? The main one for me in Attack of the Clones, and I don't think this gets talked like much about, but mm -hmm. when it's him in the Tusken Raiders home with Shmi laying in his mm. arms and when she passes, he Anakin goes through like five different emotions, mainly oh, sadness, yeah. loneliness, and anger. And mm -hmm. the way that Hayden went, you can see him going through those emotions, but in like a short amount of time, but still impactful because you see him tearing, you see him mourning, and then all of a sudden it just goes up being like, oh, oh yeah. now you got me mad. Yeah. <laughs> like seeing his act, like what he was given for both Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, Hayden killed it. Like he managed to hit the notes on every performance for Anakin. Whether mm -hmm. it was him and Obi-Wan flying in Coruscant and oh, chasing Zamwazel. And then with him and Padme and Naboo being like, oh no, I have to protect you. It's like, oh no, you have to stay here. And Especially Revenge of the Sith is peak 
for Hayden for acting mm-hmm. as Anakin. And just like also the transitioning going him from Anakin to pre Vader pre suit. So mm-hmm. that was really good as well. When he was Vader outside the suit, that was another one that just like, oh, he did so well on it. And he needs like, he deserved the love and appreciation then. Yes, so I agree. <laughs> I'm like, he deserved all the love. And I was there like rooting on for him. Mm-hmm. And, oh. He was just so good in it and i just loved like how the little things in the performances just like i said with him going from sadness to anger within a few seconds also with him telling padme being like i killed them all the men not the men but the women and the children too and i slaughtered them like animals and i hated them it's like oh my god this kid is in agony yes I was just going to say, like, I was going to yes and you on that, like, just that scene after where he's telling Padme exactly, like, that frustration, that anger, that pain that he's feeling. You just, you feel it as an audience member when you're watching it. I'm just like, yes, yes, you did a horrible thing, but I somehow understand. <laughs> people people lash out when they're, and they just see some horrible thing happen in front of them. Like, literally, his, his mom just died in his arms, and she couldn't yeah. even finish saying, I love you. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like you sympathize with him. You sympathized with him when he was giving that out. And it goes back to also saying on how Anakin can be relatable. It's like we do relate because, well, what have we done in that scenario? So some yeah, people exactly. might have done the same exact thing as Anakin did. And then do the same thing, like lashing, like not lashing out, but like venting to someone they love being like, oh, no, I did this. It was wrong. But yet I hate them. They mm-hmm. did this mm-hmm. thing. And oh, it was just. That's like Hayden is just incredible. I love it. Agreed. Agreed. I also think too, in Revenge of the Sith, that scene, Padme's ruminations, where she's looking out the window, he's looking out the window too, and the way that that score kind of counterplays it. I mean, there's so much said without nothing being said at all between the two of them. And that clear division of space is so powerful and the way that they're just reflecting on the mirror and like what they're each seeing something differently in the mirror kind of, in my opinion. It's that's a powerful scene. Kudos to George for putting having the the gusto to put that in the movie because like <laughs> most people would be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> not but, just you know, George. To have the power, yeah. To yeah, do that. It's, it's not really just cool. George. It's also like with Natalie Hayden as well, and then John mm-hmm. Williams, of course, with the, his scores. Like with all that together, just like it wouldn't have worked as well, I don't think, if it was like a different actress playing Padme or a different actor playing Anakin. Right. Like, I don't think it would have worked the same way. So, I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. That's with anything, honestly, with Anakin. I feel like that if any other actor went in to try to portray Anakin Skywalker, it would not have the same effect as it did mm-hmm. is if Hayden did it. Right. Hayden was the choice for Anakin, I believe, for Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. It was absolute perfect casting, I believe, because the way he was given the work and the way he executed the work, mm-hmm. it worked not only for George Lucas, but it worked for the film. And then the fans also were able to see on like, yeah, this is pre Vader. Like again, a lot on Hayden's shoulders too. Like he's playing the chosen one. So he has to do what he can. And he ended up doing it phenomenally. Agreed. He also, (laughs) yes, yes. All all hail our our, our, our ever present and future King. (laughs) Um, And it also, he like, he did so many of the stunts. 
in those movies too that I think are paying dividends now because when he's involved in these projects, whether it be Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ahsoka, hopefully future things, he's able to bring that physicality to Anakin and Vader, whatever he's, he's like a versatile character now in the, in the saga that he's able to bring some of that prequels fighting style and those traditional moves. Like I'm sure you're thinking already that's that arm twirl that he does with it yes, and, and bring twirl. that into the current star Wars that they're telling those stories that they're telling now, like it just bridges so many gaps and in, in, in such a cool way for me. Oh yeah. And like you mentioned with the arm twirl, like that's the Anakin, that's like the specialty for Anakin and Hayden. <laughs> And it's like, oh, Hayden Prattisa. And that's the same thing. Like, he does all the lightsaber sets like that, too. So seeing Hayden being able to work the saber again long after Revenge of the Sith, especially in, like, the behind the scenes for Obi-Wan, it's just like, oh, he's, like, going back to it as if he never left. And either know it's yeah. been, like, almost, like, about 20 years since it, like, more than that. Hey, it's, you know, they did so much practice and muscle memory and it's something you never, it's like riding a bike. You never forget how to do it once you learn how to lightsaber fight. <laughs> yes. Including continuing with the zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep the tradition going of like acting it out. I think all of us do it too. So it just makes him even more relatable if you ask me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love so, that. you know, I'm sitting here. Uh, the, the viewers at home or listeners at home can't can't see obviously, but I am wearing um, uh, her universe Anakin Skywalker um, Clone Wars hoodie, using the same color schemes from his uh, seasons one and two look, which is Matt Lanter doing the the voice acting for Anakin in that series. So I'd be at fault if we didn't actually have you know in a full Anakin conversation if we didn't talk about a person that voiced him for seven plus seasons in that show plus a little bit in Rebels and beyond, and he carried that character for all these years in between um, Revenge of the Sith and what we have gotten recently, starting with Obi Wan Kenobi. So what do you think that Matt Lanter added to our understanding of the character through these performances? Also, I love the fact you're wearing with her universe because I am too. I'm wearing the I'm wearing the Clone Wars Woo! jacket, and nice. I have a and I have an Anakin the Heiress tour shirt. So. Oh, amazing! With that's that. the good so, stuff. <laughs> it's always the good stuff. But Matt Lanter is another great one for Anakin because also for the series, I think he brings more of a teacher aspect to it because we know about mm. Anakin as a Padawan and also as like an apprentice in Revenge of the Sith, and also in Attack of the Clones. But Clone Wars, he gets a student of his own. He gets Ahsoka. Yeah. So he has to take on a new role of being a teacher and being a with that. So Matt Lanter brings the voice for Anakin into bringing a teacher mode to it. So we're mm. learning about this different side of Anakin, about how does he teach, like, if he was a Jedi Master and he had to bring a paddle on, how will he teach this paddle on? And we mm. kind of learn with that throughout the seven seasons of Clone Wars and seeing on how, okay, this is how he's teaching and the way he does it, it affects them later on with Ahsoka because then she carries on the same techniques that Anakin taught her. Right. So it then brings a bit more to the character being like, oh, this is more than what we know Anakin can do. He can do more. And again, brings the whole aspect of him having more on his shoulders, especially with Mortis, the Mortis arc of him being mm. playing with the father, bringing balance to the force. So. Okay. 
he, it confirms he's the chosen one right there, which is yeah. like, I know people were discussing up to that point in the fandom, like, is he, is it a prophecy misread? Is it Luke? No, that confirmed pretty clearly that it's Anakin. <laughs> yeah. It like for forever with the Mortis gods, the father is Anakin and it will be Anakin because like he is meant to bring balance into the force and he is meant to just bring forth, bring both light and dark and just that's right there you go everything's all hunky dory powerful light but, powerful dark <laughs> yep. but i did love matt lanter's performances within not only just clone wars but in rebels as well when mm -hmm. ahsoka's like viewing some of the training tapes from her with anakin which also i wish we got more of those tapes considering yeah like seeing what that happening it's like what else was he like trying to lean on towards teaching because mm. Seeing his teaching styles comparing to like Obi-Wan and how he taught him and then Qui-Gon and how he taught Obi-Wan. Like I notice it's like a mixture because Anakin doesn't really follow the Jedi Council rules. He never <laughs> at all. I mean he never did. <laughs> yeah. But it's just interesting to see like how different Jedi masters are trying to teach their Padawans and Anakin's taken a little bit from like here and there. Like he doesn't follow the rules precisely like Qui-Gon never really precisely follow the rules mm -hmm. and then he's always trying to like stick to certain things as well like obi-wan did but there was a good point that was made in the ahsoka series that he was teaching ahsoka how to be a soldier because now yeah. when he got taught there was no war really going on no clone wars were happening it was now now we're in the clone wars so he has to like okay not only have to teach you to be a jedi i have to teach you to be a, a soldier as well and it's just double and matt lanter helping bringing that like general voice to anakin mm -hmm. helps a lot with his character growing on how he had to basically be a leader and teach ahsoka this is what you have to do to be a jedi this is what you have to do as a soldier and then she went on her own fine and like was a champion and was a fighter thanks to anakin's teachings so. yeah it worked really uh, well off it in the end. Absolutely. Ahsoka survives because of Anakin. I think it's yeah. that great Tales of the Jedi episode where she learns how to do that trick that she does to fend off the, the clone troopers during Order 66. Like, yeah. she survives because of Anakin and his teaching in that moment. At least she's able to refer back to that teaching moment in that instance. Which, if that didn't happen, who's to say you know what the outcome is, if it's exactly the same or not, which is really powerful. I love that you said that Anakin is a, like, you get to see Anakin as a teacher via the Matt Lanter performances. And I think I heard this on another podcast recently, too, that in addition to that, you kind of also get a glimpse into what Anakin as a father, in a way, would have been like for Luke and Leia. But instead, it's to Ahsoka. So you get, like, that, that just, like, oh, what could have been, right? Like, especially in the Ahsoka series, I think you get a lot of that, where it's like, you know, him having that playful banter with her in some guards, but also being stern and stark. Like, this is, we must adapt to the times. What do you want me to do? Like, there's nothing we can do about some things. We have to move on and persevere. You have to live or die, right? You have to make that choice. Um, and I, I credit that a lot to Filoni's writing. Like, he did such a great job of, you know, or if he didn't write it, overseeing the team that helped to write that and keep that story cohesive and consistent through Clone Wars all the way through the Ahsoka series and across different actors too. Like I felt it very seamless um, how they go from Attack of the Clones to then Clone Wars Revenge of the Sith and then um, what we get later on in Ahsoka. Like 
it's 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 hard to do something so vast like that over a, so many years and keep it feeling consistent across the board um so kudos to all the actors matt lanter hayden i know hayden did a full deep dive in the clone wars and rebels in preparation for these <laughs> shows uh so he did his homework for sure and I, I know they've met at conventions matt and and hayden so it's really cool to see them like loving uh doing this anakin bro love in a way uh maybe jake lloyd uh comes out and just, you know one day feels okay to be back in the star wars spotlight again and and also joins them for a, for a photograph to get everybody all, all the anakins together it'd be really cool <laughs> oh absolutely and yes like kudos to filoni and also if it wasn't for filoni and matt lanter we probably wouldn't have gotten the anakin we know and I know I've talked to some people that say that Clone Wars Anakin is peak Anakin on mm. how it really strengthens his character more. And for me, it's it's been since the beginning, but yet I do understand what they're thinking on how it is because you get because there's a lot more Anakin in the Clone Wars than it is yeah, in, within the movies and the live action shows. So it's a lot that it was a lot for that character, especially still with burden on his shoulders, being the chosen one. But now he has a Padawan to take care of as still like being a fellow general and still like apprentice wise to Obi-Wan. So mm -hmm. he's juggling a lot. And this character has a lot on his shoulders <laughs> and they keep on just piling on him. It's a weight I wouldn't have wanted at 22. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, <laughs> It's a, it's quite a burden to, to put oh, on yes. anybody. <laughs> but Anakin, he managed to, he managed to do it. Like they survived the clone wars. They all managed to live through the clone wars and that's, that's what matters. That's right. That's right. Indeed. And, and as we talked a little bit here, Hayden has uh, certainly had a resurgence with the fans. I will say um, with his appearances in Obi-Wan Kenobi and now Ahsoka so as a fan of the character, how does that make you feel to see Hayden, quote unquote, get his flowers after all these years? It's been too damn long. It has. It has. It has. Like, like I said before, I've always supported Hayden being as Anakin. And I know for a fact that not many people loved Hayden mm -hmm. as Anakin or like despised Anakin in the prequels because of him being, quote unquote, a bratty teenager. But it's like. No, that's have they, not. Have they it. seen Luke in the original trilogy? Like, <laughs> have they seen Kylo in the Force Awakens? Have they seen Kylo? Like, bratty people exist everywhere. Go see a like nineteen-year-old nowadays. Like, <laughs> you're gonna oh, see yeah. a bratty kid. <laughs> but a lot of people were saying that was blamed on Hayden, and it's like it's not blamed on Hayden. Like Hayden was given stuff to work with, and he managed to work with it, yeah. and not only like work with it well, but excel at it well. So. Agreed. It's just so heartwarming and it's about like a nice weight off our like shoulders being able to see him get the love he finally deserves. And mm -hmm. I've been watching like celebration videos and the crowds cheering and chanting. I was going to ask, what do, you, what do you think about some of those videos where he just I, like speechless? <laughs> speechless and awe and tears because it's like also seeing him finally realize that all these people have his back and they mm -hmm. support him and they all loved him in the prequels it's it's the undying love that he's needed and it should have been earlier on he should have been getting this recognition but just seeing yeah. it now with even long-awaited return like going from revenge of the sith to seeing him in obi-wan and now with him in ahsoka it's just a nice breath of fresh air being able to just see hayden get the love he really needed and deserved all the yeah. way back 
in 19 and 2002 with attack of the clones when that first came out like it was the love he needed then and i'm just <laughs> i'm just happy there's people i know that have supported hayden for that long mm -hmm. since attack of the clones came out and they've been continuing to give him this love sadly i wasn't a part with that when it first came out but i i'm here now and i'm still really? like oh hayden should never have gotten the hate for that he should Agreed. have been always been like praised and loved for his work because that yeah. happened with ahmed best as well and now look at him he returned back as well he was the one that saved grogu that's right the door is always open uh, exactly. you know i think we've come a long way as fans and there's still a long road ahead <laughs> when terms oh, yeah. of like being kind and considerate to people like it it's so sad in many ways to see how people treated Hayden and many actors of the prequel trilogy and even George too for that matter I mean there's a reason yeah. he didn't want to do more movies after <laughs> after uh Indy 4 and just you know he wanted to do Red Tails and other things he's like I don't want to do another Star Wars film for many reasons <laughs> uh like it's so sad to see like the negativity that people can in infuse onto others that affects them in many ways I mean Hayden didn't act in a large role for year almost up until basically the kenobi show like he wasn't taking on major roles or anything like that and now he's he's getting more involved in acting again like he's found his spark once more and you know it's just sad to see like i was a you know i was eight when uh, uh attack of the clones came out so like that was my bread and butter star wars i saw it 300 times that summer of 2003 and that's not an exaggeration that is that is a uh, and I, I, I might, might even be a conservative number. I'll be honest. <laughs> it might have been more than that. It was just on all the time. Uh, so like when I finally got to the age where I was you know, able to go on the internet as much as I could, and then seeing like people be like, "This is the worst thing to ever." This was like, "What are you talking about? This is a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. How can you ever have a negative bone in your body about this? This is awesome." Uh, and just you know, the, the pain that people can cause is so it's so harmful. But I'm so happy that around like 2017 that switch really happened when Hayden came to Celebration Orlando for the first time in many years and oh, yeah. uh that started that long journey that we have to where we're at now where he's coming out Attack of the Clones panel in uh 2022 at Celebration and he's in obviously so pivotal in Obi-Wan Kenobi and was a part of that big marketing campaign and now obviously Ahsoka he wasn't really a part of the marketing campaign because of the strikes but uh, he was a part of a little bit of some of those trailers uh, that we had leading up to it. And obviously he's in a couple of the episodes and uh, it, I, I hope that there's more. Let's just say that. I hope, I hope we get more, but we'll get to that in a later question here. <laughs> <laughs> We're jumping ahead here. We're just too yes. excited. <laughs> Getting ahead of ourselves. There's just so much to talk about when it comes to this character. He's so nuanced. Um, but what is, you know, let's talk about the Kenobi series a little bit here. So what were your favorite moments of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader and or Darth Vader in the Kenobi series? <laughs> there is a lot. I mean, the key ones are basically in the finale when it's Vader versus Obi-Wan and mm. the whole like, I am what you made me and that oh, you didn't kill great. Anakin Skywalker. I did. That sent chills down my spine when I watched that. And I was just like, oh, my God like yeah. hearing and also with that being said with the vader voice with going it going back and forth between Anakin and vader like you said you heard both when he was talking to obi-wan and mm -hmm. then that even sent a bit more because it's like anakin is partially like talking to him but vader's like no this is my 
I'm doing this. So yeah, that one was a key one. But my favorite was there was one episode, and it was the episode that had Obi Wan and Anakin training on Coruscant. Oh yeah, that flashback sequence. <laughs> that flashback sequence. So I actually got texts from people because I wasn't able to see it when it dropped. I was able. Oh, did to watch you get spoiled? Later. No, I did not. Oh. Thank goodness. I'm like, who are they? I need to have a conversation with <laughs> no, them. No, <laughs> I had every, oh, I had many people texting me, messaging me, being seen, saying, "Have you seen the new Kenobi episode?" I'm like, "Not yet." They're like, "I want you. I need you to tell me how you like it because mm-hmm. they all know I'm a big Anakin person." So they were all saying, "Let me know. Let me know when you see it." And then I'm like, "Okay." I put it on. I see the beginning scene and it's Coruscant and I'm like oh and then there's a figure standing and it's the Padawan braid and then when Obi-Wan mentions Anakin and he turns and it's Hayden as Anakin attack of the clones Anakin yeah (laughs) I had to pause the episode to compose myself because I was like no my god no I was in tears and I'm like oh my god this is not real hmm this is not happening so like that whole sequence as well because it's kind of like a little beginning that we get to see more with the dynamic between obi-wan and anakin later on and he's like oh i beat you again oh no don't do that (laughs) (laughs) that whole like that whole like training thing but just like any moment when seeing anakin with obi-wan again especially like throwing it back to Attack of the Clones. It's a nice little feel of nostalgia because I know that movie, unfortunately, a lot of people put it towards the bottom of their list, Attack of the Clones. It's it's up there for me. Don't mm. I, oh, I, hey. I enjoy it. I enjoy You're a good Attack company here. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Attack of the Clones so much. So being able to get a nice little flashback to that era was a nice little surprise. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate they did acknowledge more with Attack of the Clones as well because it was nice to see more of that because i know everybody was more like oh revenge of the sith anakin was the best and same thing with revenge of the sith obi-wan but it's like getting a nice throwback to them was really really a nice it was a it brought joy to my heart yeah it me joy it really does like not only just see anakin in his attack and i was like but obi-wan with that mullet pack again too that brought yes. back some memories <laughs> And both how, how good they look. Like I, I'm sure you've seen that uh, documentary of how they put together yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi and just like the very minimal, you know, makeup work that they had to do because they look so, you know, they look good compared to, how, you know, they, they have aged very well, I'll say, compared to, you know, when they were 20 years ago and that they had to do very minimal de-aging, if any, uh, for, for these characters. And it's like putting on a, a year old baseball mitt again, like it's going back in time and reliving some good memories and having a good time and, uh, I'm glad that those two were able to have that moment, right? Like, uh, it's so cool that they were just having, able to get the band back together in some regard to, like, have this series and just, like, get back together again and geek out about this fun adventure and reminisce about the nostalgia of putting those films together back in the day. It's 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 great. And I love, too, that you said, like, that, that Anakin sequence when the part of his helmet comes off. And I always think, too, like, oh, that's yes. one side of the helmet that he that Obi-Wan takes off. Ahsoka takes off the other side. They can only both get yeah. a little bit of that helmet off, but only Luke's able to take off the entire helmet. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is, I think, so just poetic across the, the storytelling aspect of it all. But another aspect of the storytelling is um, 
kind of how that lightsaber light changes, right? It's the blue against his face when he's yes. kind of talking and it kind of feels like it's Anakin and then it switches to red and then the Vader starts ticking in and you can see like the eyes change too and Hayden's demeanor and, and how he portrays it just also shifts as well to be more Vader-like and, uh, and, and this villainous menace. Uh, did that have an impact on you at all as well? Oh, no, it did. When that scene happened, when Obi-Wan took the saber and took part of the helmet off, it went in my mind with Rebels and thinking like, wait a minute, is it the same side or is it the other side? Mm, and I had to yeah. think about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the other side. So yeah. it's like the master took off one side, the apprentice took off the other, and then the son was able to yeah. take it off completely, like you said. And it, like I even noticed that as well when he's having that whole conversation with Obi-Wan and it's like goes in and out between Anakin and Vader almost like there's times it's full on Vader but then there's times you hear the bit of Anakin in there too and again with yeah. the lighting with the saber lighting it's like when it goes to blue you see more of the timid Anakin aspect but then it goes to red and then it goes to full on like scary Vader and being like oh no I gotta run <laughs> It's like, oh no, I gotta run. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Also, a... the parallel, the parallel of him dragging Obi Wan into the fire mm. as well. Just like on how Obi Wan <laughs> left him on Mustafar by the lava. I'm like, I'm sorry, that was Loki, like a little funny parallel. Look, there. This series just keeps on giving because it's like, I love thinking in my head that all these years, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, like, Obi-Wan is the bane of his existence. And this is like, he knows he's out there. And this is like enemy number one. Like he's at the top of every Jedi still out there list until we have confirmation that I still have seen a body, right? He's still out there and I got to keep hunting for him. That's why the Inquisitors are out there taking out the other Jedi in the world. But I'm hunting for numero uno uh, person out there. And that when they finally see face to face again, he's just like, I am what you made me. <laughs> just so, so metal. <laughs> it's like, this is great. This is everything I wanted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's a funny point, too, because literally that's the whole synopsis. It goes from the end of Revenge of the Sith all the way leading into A New Hope in between, like, yeah. with all the series. Vader is hunting Obi Wan now, and he's yeah. doing whatever he can. And He's like, okay, Inquisitors get sent off to kill the other Jedi, but, like, leave this one for me. Like, leave mm -hmm. Obi-Wan for me. I have personal beef with him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I think, like, Raven and the Grand Inquisitor are like, you know, you can't go after Kenobi. That's for the Dark Lord. Like, you can't. That's off limits. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it it's great. And um, the other thing I want to mention about the Kenobi series, too, that I find just to be really awesome is... Uh, when you start episode one, it does that like precursor recap for like five minutes of the entire prequel trilogy, which is just excellent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could just kind of watch that in a loop over and over again just to like get a, a full glimpse of everything that happened. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's watch this. Let's, I'll watch all six it episodes could... right now. <laughs> I know it could also be because like Star Wars can be started at any point, kind of. Like, yes, for the Skywalker trilogy, you would need to see what the movies to understand, but yet. I think they did it this way too to be able to be like oh if you want to jump into like watching obi-wan without knowing what's first here's what's happened here's the basic synopsis of what happened if you want to know right. more jump into the films and watch one two and three before continuing on but it gives a nice little starter thing as to oh here's like 
here's what's going on. Like, here's what you need to know. And then it jumps into the series. If you wanted to know more, then you can go back and watch the movies yourself. That's just my thinking of that. But I do like that sequence too. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) Go watch them many times. You'll you'll always find something new and I'll cross all those movies. Absolutely. Um, so Anakin also really shined in Ahsoka. Um, we've kind of touched a little bit upon that of this conversation already, but and we can frankly do a whole episode, honestly, just examining that whole world between worlds sequence of episode five. Um, oh, yes. But what stood out to you most in those epic interactions, particularly from that episode and maybe across the entire Ahsoka series? Because I know he pops up a few more times throughout. Oh, yeah. I think definitely what was the biggest thing was the Clone Wars flashback sequence with mm-hmm. him and Ahsoka, especially going into Siege of Mandalore arc as well. Like, you see Ahsoka in her Siege of Mandalore <laughs> outfit, and then he's like, what is this? He's like, I don't remember this battle. <laughs> exactly. That was, like, a little surprise, but also, like, the parallel when, like, Anakin and the clone troopers are running into battle, and then it switches into Vader and the stormtroopers, so... It's like Ahsoka gets back that little sequence of like, oh, is this what, like, what is this? What's going on here? But I also really like the fact that we got something we've been wanting to see, and that is pre-suit Vader with the red saber. Mm. So, yeah. like, because on Mustafar with Anakin and Obi-Wan, it was both blue sabers, like, fighting back and forth. So you just yeah. think it's just two good guys going against each other. But the fact in the... world between worlds with ahsoka and anakin we get to see anakin like as vader Mm. not in the suit but as vader with the red lightsaber like that i freaked out over that because it was been something i wanted (laughs) just seeing like hayden christensen holding a red lightsaber and not the blue one totally plus the smith eyes too (laughs) yes but that nice also transition at the end once ahsoka tells him like i choose to live and mm. his Sith eyes go from Vader, and then it does transition behind, and he goes back to Anakin with the blue eyes, and it's like, oh, I was like, oh, my heart. There's hope for you yet, Snips. It's it's a powerful moment. The Even fact that he's that still moment. able, yeah, to have a teaching moment for her all these years later. Yeah, because she even said, there's nothing left for you to teach me. And he's like, no, there is. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, try try me. I think you got something to learn here. (laughs) And to throw back all the way into the Clone Wars was just something. And it was a lot of treat for people that are big Clone Wars fans like myself seeing live action Clone Wars with Hayden portraying Anakin in the Clone Wars armor in the Clone Wars with short haircut. And it was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, it was so nice to see that because it's like, yes, finally. Oh my gosh, yeah, too. Like, that was kind of my first takeaway from that episode was, like, I spent so many years watching those early seasons of Clone Wars, and until it gets to that, like, season three, four, where Anakin grows his hair out a little bit longer, it's like kind of like that shorter range, and I was like, I don't know if I can visualize Hayden looking like this, but now I actually got it pen to paper, basically, of a whole, you know, what he should have looked like. I mean, basically, this... Clone Wars outfit that and the color scheme that I'm wearing now, he's he's donning in that episode. Plus the body armor too, those little chest plates yes. that they have on the front and back and shoulders. Like, it's so cool to actually have like a, a pure visualization of how that should have looked at that time, and just have the clones matching it too, and Young Ahsoka at the same time. I mean, it's it's a dream for for Clone Wars fans all these years to finally come true. And it looks so good too, like the hairstyle on Hayden. It's like not too too short, but yet it's that short enough, and it looks so good. 
and it just was chef's kiss. It was perfect. <laughs> it really was. I loved his banter too when she's like, "This is the Clone Wars." He's like, "Yeah, no kidding." <laughs> like, it's yeah, the it's everybody. That's back. It's like, yeah, it's no kidding. Ahsoka is every. It's like, whoa! It's the Clone Wars. It's like all of us sitting in our <laughs> in our living rooms, uh, seeing this play out, and then he's responding to all of us at home. Yeah, no kidding. This is <laughs> yeah. Low key, they broke the fourth wall on there with that moment where the Soka and Anakin at that beginning of that flashback, and like when they did. She fell, and then it was just this fog, and then all of a sudden you see a younger Ahsoka just starting to stand up, and then here comes the clone troopers. And it's like, is yeah. it what I think it is? Yeah. Filoni knew what he was doing with that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Filoni, you've done it again. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. So Anakin, um, he kind of starts this interaction with being like, I'm here to finish her training. Do you think that he finishes her training? Do you think she's... She's set now and then he's finished his job. What do you think on that one? I'm not sure because we're it's interesting to see because I know at the end of Ahsoka, his force ghost is waiting out in the distance and looking mm-hmm. upon her and Sabine and he gives a little smirk. Mm-hmm. That yeah. can lead off towards like many things. It could lead up being like, oh, maybe you're done for now. Like I'm finished training with you and I'm at peace now. Because this is the first time since Return of the Jedi, the special edition, that we've seen a Force Ghost Anakin. So, is it like, is that indicating he's done? I mean, there could be still some more learning she would need to do from him, but it's just a matter of how that gets all played out. That's all matters to season two, that matters to Filoni on like what he wants to do with it. Like, because there's just so much it could go for it still honestly i want to think that she still has a little bit more training to do mm. so anakin can like finish completing it but yet what exactly it is i guess it all has to figure out with them getting back to like the regular galaxy off of Cardia, i believe mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but yeah. we just have to wait and see for that ahsoka's got a lot of figuring out to do trapped on a planet with no way out uh, <laughs> before she can at least she... finish her jedi training <laughs> oh yeah at least she has sabine and the nazi so they're good she's not alone. yeah at least she's not t- entirely alone she's she's got oh, a little yeah. bit of a, of a of a group of friends around her but she's got the shin hadi and the and the bounty uh, you know those uh uh, villainous bounty hunters, I guess. Uh, whatever I can't yeah. remember exactly what they and are. Balin is technically Balin's out there, there well. looking out at whatever valley he's looking at, <laughs> on top of the Mortis statues. Like, there's a lot going on, and I'm glad we're finally getting a season two. Uh, yes, th- thankfully, finally it's yes. confirmed. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about that episode four cliffhanger um, before we even got the episode five, and the goodness that we knew that was coming the following week after that. And some people got to see that episode in a movie theater, which I can imagine would be so cool. But when Hayden said, hey, Snips, and it's very quiet, you, you know, maybe not, not everyone heard it on the first time. And if we had subtitles, you're like, well, what's that? Um, he says that at the end of episode four. What was your reaction hearing that as a fan of Clone Wars, as a fan of Hayden, as a fan of Star Wars, Anakin Skywalker? What did that do for you? It made me tear up like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it made me tear up. Like, I was hearing it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Did he just say snips? And then yeah. when she turns around and he's standing there, I just full-on lost it. Because we've heard Matt Lanter say snips all the time as Ahsoka. So, in Ahsoka, to Ahsoka as Anakin. Boy. <laughs> but... 
to hear Hayden now say it, it's now bringing on like a new merging with live action animation with that. So it's just like as an Anakin fan overall with Matt Lanters, with Hayden Christensen's, it was just so pleasing to see the worlds colliding. To see yeah. again, like taking Matt Lanters' vocal performance, saying, calling Ahsoka snips and in the Clone Wars armor to then be converted to live action, taken over by Hayden. It's nice little merge, and it just made me so happy, and it just made me sob being like, oh, he, Anakin has returned as well. Just hearing, (laughs) after not seeing or hear, like, just hearing the word drop Anakin, but now Mm -hmm. to actually, like, hear his voice, to see him in person now in the world between worlds, oh, it was just so good. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's such a great, uh, uh, you know, pure, in a way, reaction to this, whereas I was like, how dare they make me wait a week? (laughs) <laughs> I, like, I think i had the adverse so i turned to anger i was like how could they do this to me they they need to make, make this episode come out right now they did it with episodes one and two they need to start releasing all these at the same time and uh you know i had to let it sit with me for a second be like ah oh, it's okay enjoy what you got you'll get it time will pass yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I had to become a as, Jedi again. I took it as time to recoup from that because, like, yeah. I, it was luckily, <laughs> you had to recover. Though, <laughs> I, luckily, it was towards the end because then the credits were rolling, and I'm just like sitting on my couch as pure like waterwork mess because of that. And I'm like, oh my god, it was just. Oh. And I had my my friend watched it, and she's like, "Are you okay?" Like now I understand why you were crying so much, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yes, you understand." <laughs> Yeah, it's a really powerful moment in many ways. Like, there, I heard from so many people over the years that there's like, I'm not going to watch the animated stuff, or they're just like, they kind of downplay it as like the importance of it. And with a moment like this, it just shows that Star Wars has made the definitive point, at least Lucasfilm has, that the animation is just as important as movies as television shows like it's all one story and if you're missing any of it you're missing out on a lot of the story here or a character can pop up from that you're gonna have no idea who they are like they've definitively said and just by having this exist here that these stories matter animation matters and they're just again like i said they're just as important as the episodic movies like stuff can happen in them that are big plot points that are going to be played out in movies later on like it's it's so amazing how just like the uniformity of like the circle of star wars canon is now that all everything's on the table oh yeah and i know a lot of people were saying for the animated shows they're like oh that's for kids it's animated it's for kids but yet (laughs) yeah it's a kid show right (laughs) yeah but for me it's like some of the star wars is best storytelling is coming from the animated series and i mean Mm -hmm. the two peak ones are rebels and clone wars like those brought out such big storylines and we got like live action ahsoka because of it because i love how with ahsoka it's like combo between rebels and clone wars because you're Mm -hmm. bringing two shows key to ahsoka's life and her appearances and just making it and bringing it to the live action screen instead of the animation and plus the animation has gotten so much better throughout the years compared to like well if you think with 2008 clone wars and then leading off to what they did with like siege of mandalore and even now with bad batch like Mm -hmm. some scenes in bad batch look like live action stills and it's like you have to retell yourself being like oh my god this is animation 
Like, I got to keep reminding myself, this is not live action. This is animation. But just, like, how beautifully done it is. And I, it's just, I will be here to always support Star Wars animation. Like, between Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, Bad Batch, Visions, like, all of it. Yeah. It's a shame that we don't get a lot of these on the big screen. Because they're, like, they were meant to be seen on, like, the widest screen possible, if you ask me. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe one day they'll release a lot of these arcs in the in the cinema that we'll be able to enjoy as fans. I know at Celebration a few years ago they did the Siege of Mandalore arc on the big screen at at, at Anaheim, and uh, unfortunately I didn't wasn't able to attend that one. Uh, but uh, maybe maybe one day they'll release a lot of these episodes uh, in in the cinema to be seen as they should. <laughs> I mean, imagine seeing Twilight of the Apprentice Rebels oh, in so on good. the big screen. That's gonna and even like the finale, the last few episodes for Rebels, seeing them on the big screen. Do I want to see King Daiga? No, but it would. <laughs> I don't want that to. I don't want to relive that torture again. But yeah, rip my heart out it. again, will you? Well, Bologna Ugh. always does that with Order sixty six. I know, no I know. What, he just throws it in there. It's like stop it. There's no more tears to cry. He'll find a way to bring it in somehow. We'll see it from a oh, different vantage will. point. I mean, we got to see more of Grogu's story. I mean, oh, no. We, Don't tell me that. <laughs> I can't it's not fully complete. Again. <laughs> we got to see what else happened that night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, wow. Yeah, so we're here at my last question here, Christina. So to my knowledge, um, there are no plans for Anakin's return in the immediate future for uh, upcoming Star Wars projects. Uh, but let's speculate here. What do you think that the character will appear next in a future Star Wars project? If with Ahsoka season two, if they're going to continue, they could bring more flashbacks. And I would not be surprised, especially with the ending of Balin with the Mortis God statues, if somehow we get live action Mortis Hork mm, yeah. as a flashback. Yeah. That's like, I'm thinking that is a possibility with it. So, but I'm trying to also like, trying to think of like where would it fall like maybe he may appear as a in bad batch season three i don't know either no i know it's i even though i know it's after revenge of the sith and pretty much anakin is vader it could be flashbacks especially if they run into any of the other clone troopers like rex or Co rex or cody yeah mainly rex maybe and relying back to with anakin honestly any chance to have hayden christensen back <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah. Either I mean, him or even Matt Lanter, like coming back to voice him in animation too. Oh, so. sure. Yeah. With Tales him. of Jedi season two. Come on now. Like that's right on I the mean, table there. I mean, he was in the episode with Ahsoka, so I wouldn't be surprised. And maybe we may get more in him with Tales of the Jedi. So I don't know. That could be something. Yeah, exactly. I think Possible most logically, I think, yeah, I think like you, you put the, uh, you hit the bullseye with like Ahsoka season two being the most like logical thing that he could be in. Um, I'm going out on a limb here and maybe saying the Filoni move, like the movie that they're supposed to do. that's like a culmination of everything. Like if Luke is in it, maybe we get more Luke and maybe his dad talks to him and we get that scene of like a force ghost Anakin actually conversing with the Luke Skywalker. Uh, I think that would be, Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I like too what nice you said. Too. That would be. I like what you said too about maybe seeing a live action Mortis flashback because there's a chance that uh, maybe a Ewan McGregor reprises his role for uh, a, you know, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi in that scene too. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm going to hold out hope. If you'd have asked me a couple years ago, I would have said, no, Kenobi is a once one and done season show. But if there's a chance, a season two <laughs> per, per se, maybe, maybe there's a chance for more flashbacks, uh, maybe another Attack of the Clones flashback or that area, area in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith that maybe some more Anakin, Obi-Wan interactions together could come into play. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And especially if they did do that, imagine doing, again, another live-action Clone Wars flashback with Ewan wearing the Obi-Wan, like, General oh, Obi-Wan yeah. armor. <laughs> that would be, like, I would love to see that. And that would be so cool. That would be great. Give me that and a hello there and I'll be set for weeks. <laughs> hey, I'm happy we got the hello there at the end at the last yes. episode for Obi-Wan too. It's like, yeah, we were all waiting for it. it. We were, we were like, where's it coming? Is it, is it, is it this? Is it this? Yes. Finally. <laughs> he done it. He said the thing. He said the thing guys, wrap it up. Call the day. <laughs> okay. It's like, we're done here. Okay. No more Obi-Wan next. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Qui-Gon's here. Let's get out of this thing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Christina, to chat and geek out, frankly, about all things Anakin Skywalker. Um, do you have any final thoughts on the character? And, you know, where can the fine folks find you online if they want to continue the conversation uh, with you on the social media channels? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at GnoCJ. I like to do Star Wars themed weeks, so I recently just dropped of doing one for Star Wars Visions. Basically, a day is based off of a certain theme, and it can be showcasing art, figures, outfits inspired by characters of theirs. So that's something to look forward to. It's in mm -hmm. March. And I just like posting stuff about Star Wars, like geeking out over anything and everything. Anakin is my favorite character, so feel free with there but i also love ezra bridger kyle pestis mm -hmm. ray is the top one up there as oh, well yeah. so any like i'm just happy to be in a community where we're able to geek out and love the same things with star wars so i'm very happy and to be like to be a, amongst so many wonderful people i just started like doing geeking out and talking about star wars for fun and I would don't expect to like go on podcasts and stuff talking about it. <laughs> over it. So you are my third one, and I'm just so happy that I get to oh. talk and just have some fun with friends, just geeking out over things we love and stuff I love too. So most importantly, thank you for having me oh. on board and bringing me on to share my love for Anakin. Well, the, the, the pleasure is all mine. You know, I, I couldn't think of anybody better to come on to chat about this amazing character with. And I just want to plug again for the listeners at home, follow Christina on the social channels. The theme weeks are amazing. So keep up doing the great work that you're doing with that stuff. Like I'm very excited to see what you put together for visions week. I think you might be the, one of the biggest vision fans I know out there that keep the, the drum of star Wars visions alive and these off peak seasons where, you know, we're in between, hopefully we get a season three because I think star Wars visions is, arguably some of the most fresh and innovative storytelling in the star Wars universe. that isn't so confined to fitting in within Canon and, and thinking through plot details of where characters are at this point in time. 
like it's just such a fresh sandbox that allows people to put their own cultures and infuse that into the various um, stories that they're telling. So, like, kudos to what you're doing there, and I'll be very excited to see what uh, what you you got going on for that. And I hope people join in too on the various uh, theme weeks that you do this time and beyond. So, thank you for for coming on the show and for you, you keeping to spread the good light and goodwill of fandom across your, your platform. Oh, of course, of course. And I agree with, again, it's just so fun to do it because it's like I do it for fun for myself, but also to express like unique ways for me to share love for projects I love. So like Star Wars Visions, there's not a lot of merchandise for there. Yeah, unfortunately. Previous previous weeks I've done, I've done a Rebels Week, Star Wars Rebels Week. I've done droids and I've done Galactic mm-hmm. Gals, which just was my first one with all the ladies of Star Wars. So to take something that not is not like out there as much to sh- be able to like get my creative juices flowing and to get a bit very creative yeah. with this. So I will be doing a volume two week for visions as well. That's oh, coming yes. soon. Yes. And <laughs> you're going to hear, and you will hear this first after visions. It's going to be next themed week is bad batch. Ooh, so that's that's amazing! You heard it here first. We got an exclusive here on Force Ghost Conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's Visions Week for Volume One, and then the next one's Bad Batch, and then who knows what may come afterwards. So, ooh, yeah, follow keep, on keep, board. Stay follow tuned. on the the Instagram and the Twitter, and stay tuned to see what what is coming down the pipeline here. So, uh, thanks again, Christina, for coming on the show. For those of you listening, thank you for enjoying, or hopefully you enjoyed all of our Ahsoka coverage across episodes one through eight. We did a roundtable last week, so be sure to go check that one out as well. And uh, actually, we'll be back next week to chat all about Rebel Moon. So uh, be sure to stay tuned on uh, all of your uh, all the Spotify's, the Apple Podcasts, all the places where you find podcasts. Force Ghost Conversations is available in some way, shape, or form. And if you want to continue the conversation as well, we're available on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, Hive, TikTok, all those places. Just search Force Ghost Conversations and we'll be there in some capacity. And we'd love to continue the conversation with you on those platforms. So until our next episode, folks, may the Force be with you. Take care. Mm-hmm.